Have you guys ever seen this movie right here? It's one of my uh, personal favorites. It's an old uh, movie. It's called The Mask. Have you guys seen that one right there? Yeah. Right? You guys ever seen that movie? Yeah, absolutely. It's one of my favorites. It's classic Jim Carrey, right? It's classic Jim Carrey. This movie, it's, it's about an ordinary guy. There's nothing special in particular about this guy. He's kind of stuck in a dead-end job. He has no girl, no wife, right? He has no real future. It's just him and his dog Milo, right? You remember the dog Milo? But in the movie, um, he finds a mask, and this mask has special magical powers that excuse me, that enhances who he is. It gives him some improvements. It kind of enhances, it changes him um, a little bit, right? And when Jim Carrey, whenever he puts the mask on, he'll say things that he would never say. He'll do things that he would never have the guts to do. And he has like this newly found confidence and he hides behind the mask. And so do we, don't we? Why do we hide ourselves? I mean, why is it that we hide our true selves from people and from each other? Why is that? With your friends, you know, you might behave a certain way. You might say certain words that you would never say around your family. Or, or maybe in front of your family, you act a certain way that you would never act when you come to church. Why do we so often feel that we need to wear masks? You know, when I'm here, maybe I put on my happy Danny clown face mask and, and it seems like everything's okay and I'm, and I'm smiling and it can appear like everything is okay. Or maybe when I'm at a certain place, maybe I'll put an angry tough guy face because I want to put on the image that I'm a tough guy and I'm all about serious business. What masks do you wear? What mask do you put on before you come to church? What about before you walk out the door to go to school or to go to work, what mask are you putting on? Is there a different mask for family? How about for friends? Do you have a mask for that one? Today we're kicking off this brand new series. It's called Masquerade. And it's all about the different masks that we wear to hide who we really are. And unfortunately, if we're honest, for many of us, we put on a facade to try to hide something from people or to make people think something different about us, don't we? If we're honest. Think about this for a moment. Can you guys imagine a world where there was no shame at all. Can you imagine a world where you could be 100% you 100% of the time? It would have to be a world free of pride. It would have to be a world free of arrogance. It would have to be a world free of uh, insecurity, a world free of selfishness, basically. For you to be 100% you 100% of the time, it'd have to be basically a sinless world, right? It'd have to be a world without sin. Well, that's actually what happened in the beginning of the Bible, in the Garden of Eden. In, in the Genesis account, in the creation account, we read about the magnificent work of God, of how He created the heavens and the earth, and how He created the, the world and the birds, the trees, the oceans, the oxygen that we breathe, gravity, space, time, matter, all come in to existence at the, at the breath of His words. And as a part of His perfect creation, there was two people. What were their names? Adam and Eve. Now, I want you guys to check out, if you would open your Bibles, or you can follow along on the screen or in your notes. All the verses are there for you in your notes. Genesis chapter 2. Uh, this is an easy book to find because it's the very first book in the Bible. So open up to chapter 2 and look at what it says, verse 24 and verse 25. Here's what it says. This is why 
a man leaves his father and mother and bonds with his wife, and they become one flesh. Now check this out. Both the man and his wife, what were they? They were? Naked. Oh, you guys are, can I say naked in church? Uh, it's in the Bible, so you can, okay? Both the man and his wife were? Naked. Uh, let's try that one more. Anybody, is there any more coffee back there, Burris? I don't know. Maybe you could pass out some. Both the man and his wife were? Naked. Yet they felt no what? Say it out loud. Shame. They felt no? Shame. They were naked and felt no shame. Can you guys imagine that for a moment? They were butt naked, walking around, no shame, everything hanging out, everything loose, and, and there was no shame. It was kind of like my, my little nephew, Ethan. Ethan's getting potty trained. He's, he's a little pro now. You know, but whenever he needs to use the bathroom, he says, uh-oh, pee-pee, and then he just pulls down his pants. And he just starts walking around the house, pee-pee, pee-pee. You know, there's no shame in his game. Right? He just hangs it all loose. I need to use the bathroom. And that's kind of what it was like. You know, it was a world without sin. There was no shame between Adam and Eve. There was no masks. There was no need to hide. There was no shame. But then something happened. You guys know the story. The enemy proceeds to lie. He manipulates. He deceives Eve to taste the forbidden fruit. The, the only thing that God said, do not touch, do not eat, do not enjoy, don't, don't look at this, don't go to this, don't touch it. The only thing he said not to touch, Eve tastes the forbidden fruit. And then she gives some to Adam, the, who the Bible says was with her. And after they eat, I don't know if it was an instant, I, I really don't know the timing, I don't know if it took some time for it to happen, but we read this in Genesis chapter 3, verse 7. Just the next chapter, a couple verses down, it says this. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. For the first time, they felt shame. They recognized their nakedness in a sinless world, in a perfect world, perfect communion with God. There was no shame. But all of a sudden, after their disobedience, they realized their nakedness. They saw their true selves as they were, and immediately they felt shame. They felt naked. They felt vulnerable. And what was their immediate reaction? I need a mask. I need to cover myself. I, I need to cover myself. Have you ever felt like Adam and Eve? Did you ever feel an immense amount of guilt and shame? Did you ever feel like the only way that you could ever live with yourself is by covering up that shame and that guilt? Did you ever have the fear Oh no, what if they find out? I can't be found out. I have to hide. You know, I remember a time when I was in, in middle school when I felt like I had to wear a mask. And of course, this was many, many moons ago. But I, I felt like I had to cover up who I was. You know, when you go through that middle school age, uh, you, know, you know, maybe you want to be liked. You know, maybe you want to be accepted. Maybe you want to be cool, whatever that is. Maybe it's a combination of those three. Uh, but I remember on one occasion... You know, I, I, I stood up and I cussed this kid out, man. Like, I cursed him out so bad. You know, talk about fighting words. And, and, and I was never brought up to speak like that. There was, no, there was never any that type of language in my home. I, didn't, I wasn't taught to do that. But, man, I cussed like a sailor that day. And I let that boy have it. And I just cursed in front of everybody. I wanted everybody to hear me and to see me. There were multiple occasions where I would do that. I'll say words that I, you know, my mom taught me better. My dad taught me better. That wasn't in my home. And I just let them have it. I wore my mask. I covered up. I pretended to be somebody who I wasn't. 
And this is why Adam and Eve are feeling at this time. That before the act of disobedience, there was perfect communion between each other, between Adam and Eve, there was no shame, and between them and God, there was no shame. There was perfect communion. But once sin enters the picture, the communion was broken. And the enemy Satan was able to trick Adam and Eve and have them play his game and enter into shame. Maybe you've played this game as well. We're going to call it the game of shame. All right? Have you ever played this before? Here's how it works. If you like to take notes, number one in your notes says this. First, you experience something deeply painful or sinful. Perhaps you did something wrong, something you shouldn't have done. For Adam and Eve, they disobeyed God and they ate from the tree that he had forbidden them to eat from. For you, perhaps you did something blatantly that you know you should have have been done. You've never done before. You screwed up big time. Or maybe you were a victim. Maybe you experienced sin against you. You experienced something that happened to you. Maybe you were in a violent or an abusive relationship. Maybe you were molested as a child by someone you trusted or a family friend. And you begin to think to yourself, what did I do to deserve this? And then what happens next is this right here, is that you connect what happened with who you are. You connect what happened with who you are. What happened to you or what you did becomes your identity. It becomes who you are. It becomes all you think about. It's all in your mind constantly and you wear it as a label. This is when you begin to say things to yourself like, man, I'm I'm such a failure. Such a screw up. I I deserve what happened to me. I I always mess things up. I'm worthless. What's, What's the point of living another day? You know, you can wear your failure. You can wear your sin and what happened to you, almost like a piece of clothing. You know, the way you put on a t-shirt or a shirt in the morning, you can wear what happened to you just like that. You could put on this disappointment. You can make it this identity, and it becomes one with who you are. So what's the end result? What, what's going to happen? What, what should you do? Number three, you believe the only, way to, the only way to be safe is to hide. The only way to be safe is to hide. And this is when, like Adam and Eve, we sow our proverbial fig leaves in to hide our sin, to cover ourselves up, to hide what happened to us. This is when we begin to wear our mask to cover up the brokenness that we feel inside. Here's how it plays itself out. Maybe, maybe you try to hide your hurt. You try to hide your confusion. And you try to hide your brokenness with a smile. So you, you smile, you laugh, you put on that Colgate smile, you show off those pearly whites, and you demonstrate to people, look, everything's okay, I'm fine, no, everything is good. And you show off those pearly whites, trying to hide the brokenness and the hurt. Or meanwhile, you're dying inside behind that smile. How about this? Maybe, maybe you hide behind the mask of religion. Outwardly, you demonstrate that everything is okay by your church attendance and, and by your hallelujahs and your amens. You, you looked the part. You dressed the part. You even brushed up on your Christianese. Amen, brother. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Everything's okay. All right? You brushed up on your Christianese. And behind that religious mask, you're hurting, you're broken, and you're hurt. What mask are you hiding behind? What mask are you hiding behind? I want to show you Adam and Eve's reaction and show you how they hid their guilt and their shame from God. And as we read this, I want you to think about how you might have responded the same way 
given the guilt and shame. If you would have received that same guilt and shame. Open up uh, to Genesis chapter 3 verse 8. It's also right there in your notes. Genesis 3 um, verse 8 says this. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden at the time of the evening, evening breeze. And they what? What did they do? They hid from the Lord among the trees of the garden. What was their reaction? They hid. Think about this for a moment. Adam, Eve, and God, they would just go for stroll in the park. There was no shame. There was no guilt. It was just them and God. Then they hear the Lord in the evening walking by. First, by the way, how does that sound? How, how, how does the Lord walking in the garden sound? I don't know. But apparently they heard Him coming. And, and, and what do they do? They hear Him coming. What do they do? They hide. By the way, how do you hide from God? How do you hide from God? How can you do that? They hide. The Bible says they hid between the trees. How can you hide from an omniscient, omnipotent, all-present, all-powerful, all-knowing God? But they hide. And then we read this in Genesis chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. So the Lord called out to the man and said to him, Where are you? May I just echo that maybe God is calling some of you today. And he's saying, Where are you? Where are you? You're hiding behind your mask. In verse 10. And he said, I heard you in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked. So I what? So I hid. May I suggest that this is our default reaction many times as well, isn't it? Not only in our relationship with God, but even in our relationship with one another. We will never get to a level of relational authenticity if we cannot drop the mask. We'll never get to really know one another, to know each other if we're constantly hiding behind our mask. We can never get to a level of intimacy with God and experience true healing if we're constantly hiding behind our mask, if we're constantly hiding from God. So here's what I'm going to ask each and every single one of us to do. Drop the mask. Drop the mask. Quit posing. You're not doing yourself any favors. And just like Adam and Eve, God can see through the trees. And he can see through your mask. You're, not hide, you're trying to hide from the, a God that knows all and sees all. You cannot trick God. He sees through it anyway. And I'm reminded of the story of, uh, in the New Testament of the woman at the well. You guys remember that story? You know, Jesus sits down to have a conversation with her by the well. And he's talking to her. It's the midday sun. And she came out in the middle of the day to get water. Nobody did that because the sun was beaming hot in the Middle East. And you wouldn't do that. She did that. Why? Because she's wearing a mask. She don't want to be found out. And she's hiding from everybody else. It's not until Jesus unmasks her that she is able to really find true freedom. And until he unmasks her. That he's really able to, that she's able to really experience healing. He tells her this. He's like, hey, why don't you go get your husband? I want to talk to you guys. And he, she says, what are you talking about? I don't have a husband. And he says, yeah, you're right. Because you've had five. And the one that you're with now is not yours. And all of a sudden, she was exposed. Her mask was taken off. After this encounter with Jesus, she remained bare. Her business was put out there. 
The mask was removed. But do you know what happens when you begin to remove your mask? You know what happens? What happens when you have a mask on? Your eyes are covered and you can't see. When you remove the mask, your vision becomes greater. And she was able to see her need for Jesus and to see that he was going to provide living water. And this is what we all need to experience to some degree. An unmasking to truly experience healing, to truly experience forgiveness, to truly experience love and mercy and freedom. And I need you guys to see that this is a loving thing. It's not a shaming thing. God loves you. You don't need, to, you don't need a mask to cover your imperfections. God sees through it anyway. You don't need a mask to cover up your scars. You don't need a mask to cover up your past. God is madly in love with you. He wants to give you healing. He wants to give you forgiveness. He wants to give you freedom. In fact, I want you to see what he does for Adam and Eve. Maybe you've never seen this before. Maybe if you've read this verse a bunch of times, you know the book of Genesis back and forth. Maybe you've missed this before. Why don't we read this one together? It's Genesis chapter 3, verse 21. Genesis chapter 3, verse 21. You should have it there in your notes. Here's what it says. It says this. The Lord God made clothing from skins... For the man and his wife, and he clothed them. The Lord God made clothing from skins for the man and his wife, and he clothed him. Did you guys catch that? God makes clothing for Adam and Eve to cover their nakedness. But not just any clothing. What does this say? He made it from what? From skin. They sewed some fig leaves together and some pineapples or whatever and covered their body parts. God clothes them from skin. What skin? Do you ever ask yourself that? Where did that skin come from? What we see here in the, New, in the Old Testament potentially is the very first shedding of blood of an innocent animal. All the way in the book of Genesis, the very first sacrifice. Why? To cover up Adam and Eve. God covers up Adam and Eve through this sacrifice with the skin of an animal. What is that a picture of, guys? What is that a picture of? 2,000 years ago, God would repeat this scenario. Only instead of an animal, it would be Jesus. Our sin and our transgression would eternally separate us from God. But God, in His great love for us, He would put on human flesh in the form of Jesus. And it would be His innocent sacrifice. It would be His innocent blood that would be shed for us. It is Jesus' blood that covers our guilt and our shame. It is His blood that removes our sin. As Adam and Eve were clothed in the, skin, in the skin of an innocent animal, we are clothed in the innocent of Christ's perfect work on the cross. Jesus died for you and for me, and He rose so that we could have life free from the bondage of sin and experience a restored relationship with God. That's what God did for you and me. So that we don't have to cover ourselves, so we don't have to wear a mask. Jesus Christ 
provided the skin. He covered our guilt. He covered our shame. He covered our sin. And He died in our place so that we could be free. So that you could drop your mask. So you can live free. And if you're here today, and if you've been hiding behind your mask of religion, you've been hiding behind your mask of self-righteousness, or whatever, drop the mask and surrender to the Lordship of King Jesus. If you're here today and you never made a decision to follow Jesus, then I want to invite you into His love. I want to invite you into His heart. The Bible says that He loved you so much that He gave His one and only Son that whoever would put their faith in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. You ask me, Danny, what do I got to do to experience that love? Put your faith in Him. That's it. And if you haven't done that, I want to encourage you to do that today. If everybody would take out their connection cards, moms, that's going to be very uh, special, uh, very important to you in just a moment. But for the rest of us, if you're here today, uh, would you please fill out those connection cards, everybody that's here. And if you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, and you just feel like God is calling you to do that today, to drop the mask and to put your faith in Him, then let us know. Here's the way you can do that. On the back of the connection card, check it off and say, I want to make Jesus my Lord and Savior. I want to put my faith in Him. And here's what we're going to do. We want to put a Bible in your hand. We want to be your family that's going to help you and celebrate this great decision that you've made. So if that's you, take courage. Drop the mask. Pick up your pen. Check that off and let us know today. Now for everybody that's here, whether you're a Christian or not, we all are hiding behind masks. And we have to learn to drop those masks for one another and for our relationship between us and God. We can never really reach a relational authenticity if we're constantly putting up facades for one another. And we can never grow in our intimacy with God if we think we can hide from Him. Do you guys join me in prayer? Lord, I pray that you would rid us of our disgrace, that you would clothe us with your righteousness, that you would free us of our masks and allow us to live free, to live authentic, and to live surrendered to you. Thank you for caring for us. Thank you for loving us ever so deeply and so tenderly. And God, I pray that even as we're challenged, that we will be humbled to obey, to drop the pose, to drop the mask, to follow you, to live lives authentically before you, in intimacy before you, and before one another. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.